Great to be along with you today. This is Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. Reach me at any time at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org or my voicemail at 314-996-1520. Today I'm going to be sharing some thoughts with you about the rich man and Lazarus from Luke 16, 19 to 21, a section of Scripture with quite a twist The text begins this way. I mean, it really is a twist. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. Indeed, he was ornately attired. This is a rich woolen cloak that he wore over a delicate undergarment. I mean, this guy had it all and feasted on the feast, if you know what I mean. He lived every day for himself, taking his ease and imagining, no doubt, that this sort of life will be going on forever. Now, in contrast, Jesus presents to you and to me an individual who's the very opposite. He had no home. He had no money and certainly no purple robe. His name was Lazarus, which means one whom God helps And the scripture says that he was covered with sores in a despicable condition and desired to be fed from what fell from the rich man's table. That's why he was at the rich man's gate. And even the dogs came and licked his sores. What a pathetic condition. Unlike the rich man who was comforted by all the luxury items money could buy. Lazarus, on the other hand, is in a totally helpless situation. He's humbled and dependent on whatever anyone might be able to give him. Indeed, what a contrast. Well, the scripture states that the poor man died, Lazarus, and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. Yeah, it's very comforting for you and for me to think about that as well in that when you and I pass on from this world, the angels will carry you and me as believers in Jesus to heaven. Not because you earned it or deserved it, but because God has given it to you through faith. For the poor man Lazarus being carried to Abraham's bosom was no doubt a great place of honor. Now, he didn't earn it and he didn't deserve it, but it was given to him purely as a gift by faith. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. The text from Luke goes on to say, but the rich man also was buried and in hell being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. Once again, what a contrast. Lazarus enjoying a place of honor in the company of Abraham and a multitude of others and the rich man isolated separate. The scripture states he was in torment. And he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. That was truly hell. He couldn't have what they had. He's alone, cut off not only from others, but from God himself. And this is permanent. It's for eternity. It'll never change. And he called out, Father Abraham, Have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. 
<laughs> the very thought of such a minimal relief as the cooling of the tongue moves him to beg. He's in such agony. I think the rich man knew his situation in Hades was permanent. He was suffering great agony in the flames. I can't even imagine how horrible this would be. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. Once again, please note the stark contrast between the two. And besides all this, Abraham said, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from them to us. Indeed, nothing can bridge that gap after death. It's too late. And the rich man said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Wow, what a twist. What a twist that the rich man now really needs. The poor man who had been begging at his gate. Now it's the rich man that's begging. What a twist. Warning of the rich man's fate regarding his brothers would not be true repentance. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if somebody goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And the rich man thinks, well, he thinks this would really work. He's hopeful. And he said to him, Abraham was talking, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if somebody should rise from the dead. Yeah, Moses and the prophets spoke all about Jesus. If they will not hear them, then a person rising from the dead isn't going to help. It was simply too late for the rich man. Now, how about you this morning? Do you sense the urgency of eternal matters regarding your own life? You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. And uh, coming up, we've got a couple of messages of interest, and I'll be back to talk more about uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, where tour professionals will assist you in selecting the package trip that fits your travel desires. Destinations such as the Amish country of central Illinois or Hannibal, Missouri for a journey to Mark Twain country or a multi-day trip to Mackinac Island or the Grand Canyon. Mid-American Coaches, where serving you is their privilege. 636-432-7860. Well, a very pleasant welcome back to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. I'm, I'm talking with you today about the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And some think it's not a parable, and that's fine as well. The rich man had everything. But suddenly he died, and then he had nothing. He was in hell. The poor man had nothing, and then suddenly he died, and he had everything. What a twist. How about you this morning? Do you sense the urgency of eternal matters regarding your own life? That's the question. The scriptures tell you, behold, now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation. There's no mention about tomorrow. 
So concentrate on the things that really matter and seek to maintain a close proximity to the Lord at all times. Because at all times, the evil one is doing everything possible to keep you away from the one who gave you his own son. The rich man in the text for today was not just affected by his riches, he was consumed by them. Story is told about a man who once visited a Texas land baron. After dinner, the host took the guest out on the French porch to show him the view. Waving his arms toward the horizon, he said, everything you see belongs to me. Those oil wells on the horizon, they're mine. That golden grain on the hills, that's mine. Those cattle in the valley, all mine. 25 years ago when I came out here, there was nothing, and I had nothing. But now... I own everything you see. And the host waited for a word of praise. However, the visitor waved his arms toward the heavens and said, And what do you own up there? For you today, an heavenly dwelling place is yours even right now. I am sure you're looking forward to being there as much as I am. But don't allow that celestial home to slip away from you as a result of concentrating too much on your earthly home. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, your sinful flesh wants you to focus down here on what you can see. Martin Luther once wrote, he said, Riches are the pettiest and least worthy gifts that God can give a person. What are they compared with God's word? Yes, even with physical gifts such as beauty and health or with the gifts of the mind such as understanding and skill and wisdom, what are they? Yet people toil for them day and night and take no rest. Therefore, our Lord commonly gives riches to foolish people to whom he gives nothing else. Why would Luther say that? Because foolish people are going to give up. They are. They're going to give up the heavenly for the right now satisfaction they can get from their own wealth. That they see, that they can taste, they can touch, and they can enjoy. That's why Jesus said, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. No, for the Christian person, it consists in the abundance of Christ. In your life as well today, the rich man says, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? And so it is for the one who lays up treasures for himself, but is not rich toward God. And of course, the devil and the world, along with your own sinful flesh, tempt you and me toward the allurement of material things. The devil's goal is to divert you off the Jesus path to heaven. Did you know that according to the Greek myth, Achilles, the great hero of the Trojan War, was dipped as a child in the waters of the river Styx by his mother Thetis to make him invulnerable? The result of that plunge was that every spot on Achilles' body was protected against wounds except the heel by which his mother held him. For many years, Achilles escaped unhurt. But at last, the poisoned arrow of the Trojan Paris found the weak spot and afflicted the death wound there. So the devil tempts Christians where they are the weakest. Having found their pet inclinations and passions, he attacks them at their weak spots and is unusually successful. There was once a mother who, on leaving home to go downtown, told her little son Johnny, while I'm gone, don't get into the jam. Well, no, mother, I won't, he promised. Well, when she returned, the mother noticed jam between Johnny's fingers and in the corner of his mouth. 
Didn't I tell you not to get into the jam, Johnny? Yes, Mother, you did. Johnny, didn't I tell you that when Satan tempts you, you should tell him to get behind you? Yes, but when he got there, he pushed me right on in. <laughs> and so it is with many a child of God who casts side glances at and in the heart ponders temptations. Don't ponder temptations. Somebody once said, if you ponder, you will wander, and indeed you will. Don't ponder the flesh. Ponder Christ. Ponder what he's done for you. He's the one who possesses the true riches of the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. He has it all. And he's given it all to you in your baptism and by faith. It is the Holy Spirit working through the word that convinces you of that fact. Quite a contrast in the text, isn't there, between the rich man who had everything here and now has nothing there and the poor man who had nothing here and now by faith in Jesus has everything where he is. Concentrate on Christ. He took your place on Calvary and he rose from the dead. And he said, because I live, you will live also. Concentrate on that as a fact for you today, because therein lies true riches. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you Peace. I invite you to join me for the regular Moments of Assurance Monday through Friday over the noontime hour, Central Daylight Time. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.